What is going on, everybody? Good day to you. I think that's the easier introduction. Good day. Happy Thursday, whenever you are listening to this. But this is being met or set up for Thursday broadcast, podcast, whatever you want to call it. And we have Thursday Night Football. I'm excited for that. Uh, I'll try to make this podcast quick, just in the fact that um, I just finished doing our our weekly recap video uh, for football, which took a little bit of time. Like I said, I don't know if I could continue to do those. We'll see this week or the next one. I should be able to, like I said, if everything goes accordingly, I can do it during Monday Night Football. But the way I, I was unable to this week, I already mentioned why in one of the previous podcasts, but I got it done tonight. Um, took a little bit extra work and sleep is important in my job. So there will be times I just couldn't pass this podcast up. We got to get some of the weekly reviews in. I mean, there's big games this week. None other more important for myself and Dino Dan than continuing our rivalry, our longtime rivalry. And I'm really hoping that Dalvin Cook plays. It looks like he will. I hope Aaron Jones plays. I want Dino Dan at full strength right now. You don't want to play someone when they were at their weakest point unless you really just want a free win. And that's the last thing I want right now. So we will go over all the games. I will not start with that one, but I will hit that one up today, Dino Dan. I know you you know, you know, listen constantly, consistently, not constantly, consistently. So we will get to that. Uh, we will cover Christian against Steve. That is another monster. Steve's team is in a big game. It seems like almost every week when he played me a few weeks back, then he played Dino. Now he's playing Christian, and Christian's calling his shot, saying, hey, I'm going to be add me to the list of guys not named Danny, that uh, they actually will be the first guy not named Danny to beat Steve on the season. We'll see how that goes. We'll cover that one. And let's see, what's another one we can get to? No, uh, no. I'm looking at the games. I'm going to – you want to say Brian – I'm going to say Brian and Matt for tomorrow because that has a little bit of drama. You know, at least they're both Dodger fans, right? So they're both on good terms this week after the Dodgers won the World Series. But – you want to have saved something. I'll talk about Jacob going against Elijah. Regardless of Elijah's 1-6 record, uh, there's still his team, like I said last week, put up 179. And it, it, he continues to have solid performances but just doesn't get the victory. You know, he's not scoring 200 and losing like we've seen some teams do. But those will be the games we'll cover. Let's get to – first, I want to get to Christian against Steve as you got – Tua Infinity, Tua Infinity and Beyond against Kittles and Bits. Great plot product placement. You got Disney and Toy Story. You got dog food. I mean, we this is perfect right here for both teams. As we go through this, remember, I can only go on what's shown right now. And what it looks like is that these are the matchups. You know, it's going to be Thursday now. Uh, we have Thursday night games, but we don't know what the injuries. Will Miles Sanders play? Will Chris Carson play? So I'm going to base it as if they are, and this is it. Things can change. We've seen teams change last second. We've seen injuries change up an entire thing. So I don't want to put too much stock into that. Um, I can only go with what I see, and I don't want to make recommendations. Sometimes you, afterwards I might say, oh, maybe you should have played this guy. Not second-guessing, but you know, like we said, uh, when Dino Dan, I think you made a roster change. You pulled someone out. I can't remember what it was. And I was like, oh, man, I can't believe maybe it was Amari Cooper. Either way, you would have lost, so it didn't matter. 
So let's get on with the game. Quarterbacks, Matt Ryan and Cam Newton. Matt Ryan going against Cam's old team. Cam Newton at Buffalo. I know we got into a, a in our group text where Matt was mentioning, oh, you know, Buffalo's been destroying teams. For fantasy purposes, Buffalo's done pretty well, but they have not been destroying teams. If you look at some of them, the deep the, the Dolphins scored, I think, over 25, maybe 30 against them. Uh, the Rams scored like 32, 38. They were high up there. There's been some teams that have dropped a lot of points on the Bills. Kansas City didn't drop an insane amount, but they did run all over them. So fantasy, yes, they'll get you their numbers, but they also, for football purposes, they do give up a lot of yards sometimes. So they're not even a top five against the pass. That being said, I don't know what's going on with Cam Newton. I mean, how good did he look? By week two, when he just destroyed Seattle and almost won that game with the game-winning touchdown uh, when he tried to dive over the goal line. He had 45 fantasy points, and in real life, he looked amazing. And everyone on Sports Talk Radio was going, what are they waiting for? Sign this guy now. You need to give him the extension, blah, blah, blah. Since then, he's got, he hasn't even eclipsed 200 yards passing. And I'm not talking about Kansas City or the bye week. I'm talking about San Francisco where he got benched because he was playing so bad. And his rushing numbers were good against Denver, right? He had 20 fantasy points, but he threw for 157 yards and two interceptions. The guy's got seven interceptions and two touchdown passes. That's not exactly lighting the league on fire. You know, that's not something where I'm going to go, yeah, I'm so glad we signed him to a three-year extension and a big bonus. Or not extend, yeah, extension and a big bonus. So I don't know what to expect with Cam Newton. His rushing stats can make him a 20-point performance, but based on this, and I'm talking way too much just about one guy, we're never going to get these games because i got to get through this quick. Matt Ryan, he's playing a tougher defense this year. They've been good. It's Thursday night, but Julio Jones is supposed to play. So if Julio's playing, I'm going, yeah, he, he did a full practice. I'm going Matt Ryan over Cam Newton regardless of rushing stats. Uh, I just think on primetime Thursday night, he will find a way with his weapons, Calvin Ridley. We'll see if Gage, Gurley get going. So I'm taking quarterback Christian. Next up, you've got Carson and Sanders against Gordon and Hunt. Throw out the questionables. Three out of four of these running backs are questionable. I love Hunt's matchup against the Raiders in Cleveland. That's my favorite match. Actually, Sanders, no. I just realized again, yeah, he's playing the Cowboys. And we saw what Gibson, a rookie, did to Dallas and it's at home on primetime. I really hope Sanders plays. Going through all these, Sanders is my favorite. Hunt is my second favorite because um, Carson's got a very tough matchup against a Niner defense that we said has been played really well the last few weeks. But remember, um, Gib, uh, what's his name? Henderson, Daryl Henderson, he ran all over the Niners. It's just as soon as they would get down near the goal line, the Rams changed up the plan and they couldn't get it in the end zone. I don't think the Seahawks are going to do that. I think Pete Carroll's learned, get near the goal line, run that dang ball, whether it's Russell Wilson or Chris Carson. So uh, the, the running back matchup, I like Steve's. At this point, I like Steve's more than Christian. Wide receivers, I know he's got Julio Jones. I don't know what to expect with CeeDee Lamb anymore, right? He, he's, his value's dropped. All the Cowboys have dropped. And now you got Davucci or whatever the guy's name is. Hey, Badabucci, Davucci, I'm coming in. I'm going to throw the ball to the lamb. You know, I, I, who knows? I don't know. I don't know what to expect. You know, is Andy Dalton going to clear? But he didn't look great. Now, before you say anything, remember, the Eagles 
uh, got annihilated by the Redskins defense week one, which shocked everyone. But they put pressure on. Uh, they played great. They were down 17 nothing and made a comeback. So I'm not going to put the Redskins defense down. I think they're actually legit. It's their offense that's really inconsistent and really need a quarterback. There's one team that you might see go after um, Fields or Trevor Lawrence if Trevor Lawrence decides to come out, if the Redskins can do it. I think they're going to – with that division, I think they can easily win a few more games. So they might not be able to get the pick unless they traded something. Uh, but, yeah, so I don't know what to expect with if Dalton plays. I think Dalton would have a better performance against Philly. But it's on prime time, and we know Dalton in the past has struggled at times on prime time. Julio Jones and Lamb, Diggs and Hill. I'm going Diggs and Hill. I know Diggs has a tough matchup. What's funny is Diggs will have a really tough matchup against New England, but I still think he's going to come out and have another 20-point game because the Titans are pretty solid defense. He had 26. Uh, Miami's pretty good defense. That was a shootout. He had 35. KC, I mean, it's, it's all game script. He only had 10 points against the Jets, whose defense is respectable, but not that good. So I think Diggs and Hill are better than, if you ask me right now, the matchups are better for Steve's guys, but the health and the talent and also uh, the quarterbacks are better for uh, Christian's guys. So I'm going to take Christian's two on there. Kittle and Hurst, I'm going Kittle every time. Kelsey's the only one I would second guess or Mark Andrews. But even then, I think Kittle, uh, someone asked me this question personally, like, oh, who do you like more, Kittle or uh, Kelsey? I like Kittle more in the fact that Kelsey is one of, like, what, five really good weapons? San Francisco, they have weapons there, right? But Kittle is heavily relied upon and is their number one overall, you know, other than their committee committee running backs. Um, but I like Kittle more than Hurst. That's a, a, a point where Steve can swing in his favor. His running backs, if they play, Kittle, and this next one, Metcalf and Ridley, uh, that's, a, that's a wash for me. I know I would rather have Metcalf, but Ridley ha- has been amazing. I think he's, what is he, wide receiver two or three? Yeah, he's three on the season, while Metcalf is 15. Now, Seattle did have their bye week. Atlanta has not yet, but still, Metcalf has not put up many 20 or 30-point games as Ridley has so I like both, and I think Ridley has a really good matchup, and we'll see on primetime as you got Ridley and Matt Ryan. You know, Steve's probably going, all right, if Julio Jones has the same or better numbers than Matt Ryan and Ridley isn't the main focus at night, and he has at times disappeared on the road this season, then that's that would be a great opening night for Steve. If he goes, hey, I got Julio Jones, and he got 31 points, Matt Ryan got 25, and Ridley got 10 that's a huge advantage right there for Steve. So that's what that's what can give us kind of an idea where this game might go. If Jones gets 15 or 17 and Matt Ryan goes for 25 and Ridley goes for 25, it's not going to look so good for Steve. But remember, that's only two and three, two, three guys total. We still have so much football to play. But I do like Kittle more than Hurst. And it's a wash, but I'd prefer Metcalf. But either way, yeah, it's a wash. Jimmy G and Tua. I'm going Tua just because I'm a homer. I, I loved him in Alabama. I'm excited to see him play. I hope, even though I want the Rams to win the game, I hope Tua really lights it up in a big shootout like Buffalo and the Rams had. I don't know if that'll happen, how much they're going to let him go. He did have a week to prepare for this and then another week of practice. So Jimmy G's got an easier matchup because Seattle, I don't know, they're at Seattle though. Even though you say like how Minnesota did well, you know, Seattle's defense at times struggles. Jimmy G, um, 
it's it's a division rivalry, man. Who's they're going to be up to play? And I don't know. Is this going to be uh, good Garoppolo or average Garoppolo? Tua is the wild card. We have no clue. I'm just excited to see Tua. I guess you could say it's a wash because we have no idea. Maybe even it is favorite for Steve. You know, Jimmy G might go out and get 25 points. Tua can get 12. So, you know, Steve's looking for whatever he can get. KC, oh, man. Oh, anytime. And I saw this last week when I had to play Matt. I remember looking at the matchups just for me personally, and I'm watching going, man, I'm going to really have to have a couple guys step up, which I did with Adams and Burrow. But I'm like, Matt is going to easily get 40 points against me. Now, he got 33 um, so I'll take it because I was expecting 40 or more because the Bills were at the Jets and I had the Dolphins the week before against the Jets and I think they broke over 40. So you got to think Kansas City is just going to put the pounding on them and we saw KC put up big points last week. If the Chiefs get anything less than 35, I would be shocked. They're projected to get 40 stinking one. So that's a huge advantage. The Ravens got to play at home but against the Steelers. Now, the Steelers have struggled sometimes offensively. We'll see if this is a 13-10 game. That will be a good scenario for Christian. The last thing he wants is an offensive shootout. But, yeah, you got to take Steve's defense. Wagner and Martinez, they're both amazing. And they're both going against uh, run-heavy teams. You know, Tampa Bay likes to run with uh, Rojo and Fournette. And we know the Niners like to run. So I think both linebackers are looking at overdoing their projection of 24 and 27. I think they're both going to be 30 in their 30s. So going through all that, I think this game is close. I mean, look at the the projections, 199 to 191 for Steve. So Steve's actually favored. I think Christian's four horsemen um, is one of them. Oh, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins on a bye. That's right. Because I'm like, he's missing one of his horsemen. So it's all. it might come down to the wild card of Tua. If Tua goes out and just plays amazing, you know, as the Dolphin coaches might be thinking, that's why they made the change. This could be a Christian victory. If not, Steve might get to 6-2, and two, and Christian might fall to 6-2. and two. I'm not – I can't make a projection on this one. Both teams have better matchups than the other. Both teams have – we've gone up and down. You've heard I've gone back and forth with all of them. So I'm not going to make a thing. I'm going to say right now it's an even Steven – and whoever wins, um, I won't be shocked because both teams have capability of winning. So that is their matchup. That's a really exciting game. The talent on those teams, and I really think both teams can um, break 200 this week. They're such good matchups. And without Hopkins, uh, I still think he can break uh, 190 to 200 Christian. So that'll be a fun game to monitor, to see the high, the players they got going on, and so on. All right, the next game we will cover is Lights, Camara, Action, Jacob, 4-3 and three against Elijah, 1-6. Right now, it actually has Elijah favored. Now, I don't know, does Jacob have his full roster set? Let's go down through the quarterbacks. Justin Herbert against Josh Allen. Herbert has been amazing since coming up. He's been awesome. Uh, I made attempt to trade. We never came to an agreement. Um we didn't really even really get the ball rolling that much. But, yeah, I love Herbert. I would want him. It's just at this point, you know, when you got Lamar Jackson and now Burrow's playing good, where you get, who are you going to give up? You don't want to give up too much when you got guys. But I don't know if he would give up Herbert. But if you need a quarterback, man, he's one to go after. He's going at Denver. I don't know what to expect. This is his first trip to Mile High, so that could be the wild card in this. Josh Allen against New England. I'm seeing fantasy experts say, Josh Allen's going to have a huge game. I don't know why. Maybe because the Niners did really well against New England. But still, I would think in the division, 
and Bill Belichick would know how to coach against Josh Allen. Um, and he's usually good against running quarterbacks. So we will see where that one goes. Right now, I'm taking Josh Herbert. Definitely Herbert. Running backs, oh, Elijah, he's projected to win, and he didn't even adjust his guy yet. Um, Elijah needs to, he'll pull out David Johnson. So I don't know who he's going to put in. You know, I don't know who, who's he got. Is he going to pop in Hines? Is he going to pick up a free agent? Maybe he's going to wait. He might throw, let me see what's Hines' projections. Nine. He might look on the waiver wire and look for someone. Or who does he have down in his flex? Yeah, no, he's got a couple things. Deshaun Jackson's out. So let's just look at what we got. I'm going, no matter who Elijah grabs, I'm going with Jacobs. Connor, I like Connor more than David and Murray. And I 100% like Kamara more than everyone. Now, Murray can still get work because, right, Kamara's passing game. If they get a big lead, they're not going to run him out there and get him injured. Uh, Murray would be the guy. So Murray could still have a good performance. Elijah's not going to rely on running backs. Jacob doesn't need to. Those are just two incredible weapons. I think, yeah, obviously running backs, Jacob, no matter who Elijah pops in for Johnson. Wide receivers, Galladay and Anderson against Higgins and Robinson. I'm taking uh, Galladay and Anderson. I like Galladay more than all of them. Robinson, I think, will play. I know he had the concussion protocol. I hope he plays. I'm expecting him back, and I really hope he plays. Higgins is a – I have no idea. He can go out and play really well again, right, now that OBJ's gone, and he's going against Vegas, who who can give up the passing yards. But Galladay against Indianapolis and Robbie Anderson is in a dream matchup against Atlanta at home on primetime. So, yeah, I like Elijah's receivers more there. Tight ends, I'm going with Hawkinson because he's actually had a 19, a 10, a 10, a 16. His lowest performance was nine points. Gasecki, who I drafted because I expected him to have a huge year, has done one 14-point game, and that was on a big 70-yard play, right? He finished with 91. He's not usually he's not like Kittle, where you know, I can usually trust Kittle to get one big play or a several every few weeks. Gusecki's not that. He did that, and then he had one good game against Buffalo. That's it. New England, terrible. Jacksonville, terrible. Touchdown dependent. Seattle, terrible. The Jets, no catches. I mean, like I said, awful, awful. So it's not him. It's quarterback. He could be a whole new thing now. He's the wild card with Tua. You know, is Tua going to heavily rely on him and Gaskins? You know, the running back. Is it going to be screen passes and underneath stuff? If possible, Kaseki could outperform, but Hawkinson has shown me he has, and he's got a, a consistent quarterback while Kaseki is with a new QB. So that remains to be seen. Deshaun Jackson will be out for Elijah. Hasty, I don't know. Is he going to be the main man there? That's a, that's a confusing one for me. And then Jacob, let's see. He has a defensive player. Who's he got? I don't know. He'll get a defensive player and he'll pop him in there. I thought he picked someone up. It stinks for him because Robinson and Chark are two of his best weapons and they're on the bye week. Samuel's going to be out. He's got Hunter Henry, but no. Who knows? He's got Michael Thomas. Hopefully Thomas comes back. That's in his flex. You can run Thomas over um, Stafford. You know, Thomas could, if he plays, he could easily go out there and get equal what Stafford gets. But he's still not 100% known. Stafford, we know, I think will get 20 to 25 points for sure, even though the Colts' defense is one of the best in football this year. Saints playing at Chicago, I don't know. It's If it was in New Orleans, I would be happy with it. Not knowing... I don't know. I don't know. Chicago could maybe rebound, get some uh, performance up. I don't know what Jacob's running. And then Kendricks against Thompson. We saw Thompson last week had a huge game for 33. We'll see if he could do that again against Car- or Atlanta, who does use Gurley. They do use Gage in the slot. So 
Thompson might have a pretty solid game. Going over up, up and down, I still I don't even have to just going through the rosters, right? He's got everyone's got buys and injuries. I still can't see Jacob losing going to four and four. I can't see the number one scoring team in the league. We've seen that happen, right? We've seen the 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 highest scoring team lose a couple games here and there. Like right now, four and three, we've seen that. And then the 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 higher scoring team goes on to win like five of their last seven or six straight and it evens itself out but there's no guarantee that can happen that usually does you know i i 100 wholeheartedly believe jacob's gonna make the playoffs i still believe he has a shot at the division last year my team was seven and oh and i have similar guys i lost barkley but i have similar guys to last year and you know you know you lose those games sometimes you lose those games to teams you shouldn't you know and uh i remember i was seven and oh and then I went three and three to finish the year and finish ten and three, so I went five hundred to end the the last six games. Fantasy, it's not like real football where you can go out there and consistently. We don't control anything, so it's still a crapshoot. Our our hope is in the the coaching and luck of other people. So, yeah, Jacob's team should be right now seven and zero. At worst, let's say last week he straight up lost. There was no you know. There was no, oh, man, I scored 210 and they scored 250. They had one lucky week, and that's just unluck, you know. That last week, he played his team. You know, he, me and him both did the same thing. Like I said, in the other league, I have Robinson, and I didn't bench him, or I did bench him because he hadn't done much the last three weeks. And then he went off, and I lost that game by two points. Jacob does the same thing, doesn't play Robinson, and he loses by four. So, you know, you get that. But we still made our choices. You know, both of us lost because we chose not to play Robinson, and Eric's team straight up won that game, even with the overtime Cardinal game where it looked like he might lose it. So that's a loss on Jacob. So at, at best, I think Jacob should be 6-1. and one. I think he should be in first place over me because he beat me, heads up. He's got the better 3-0 division record, and he's a higher scoring team than me. But we know that with fantasy football, or all fantasy sports, that's not always the case. He lost two games where back-to-back weeks he scored 214 and his opponent outscored him. That's insane. And one of those teams, I don't even know if they scored 200 points since then. So this will be fun to see if Jacob can rebound, get out of this funk. Um, I I have, if I was Jacob and this was my roster, I wouldn't care. You know, if you lose, you, the only thing he'd be looking at is if he falls in this one, which would be devastating for him trying to get a bye week. Because now he's going to have to be, he's gonna, you know, unless I lose, then he would only be, I would be 6-2. and two. And yeah, uh, he'd only be uh, two games out still, right? Because right now I'm six and one. He's four and three. He's only two back. As long as he stays two back, there's plenty of time. You don't want to fall three back with those division games at the end and so, so many wild cards with injuries and what's whatever. You want to get that bye week. And I know Jacob, if he can push for that, try to limit it to just one game he has to win to get to his second final. That's ideal. So this is a big game for him. That's why I talked about it tonight. You know, I wanted to. Put something else in here that if you look at it, you go, oh, one and six, four and three, Jacob should kill him. Throw out the records. It's the highest scoring team against one of the lower ha- – well, actually, what is what is Elijah? Let's see. Where is Elijah on the scoring? He scored 1,176. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, he's like ninth in the league. So, yeah, he's in the lower half. He's in the lower half. I mean, Matt, he scored more than Matt, and Matt's got two wins, almost one last week. So, yeah, so, I mean, this is a big game. This is a big game for Jacob because he, he I know you don't want to fall behind. 
You know, you don't want to have to start winning games. You don't want to run out to where you go, okay, all right, my team, I know my team's going to go nail the next three weeks 200 points in a row, but you don't know what your opponent's going to do. So looking at these, I, I just got to believe Jacob's team's going to win. Looking at it, I just feel like, you know, Elijah's team is not going to be able to, we don't, we don't know. I don't know what the piece is missing. We don't know what Jacob's defense is going to be. I don't know what Elijah's going to do with Deshaun Jackson, with uh, uh, David Johnson out. He can plug those in, but who he gets, is it going to be, are they going to have a, you know, are they going to both come in with 10 points? You you want to look for double-digit guys who can just get you some points, and then you hope Galladay and Anderson and Allen carry you, while Herbert, Connor, Kamara, Robinson, Thomas, if Thomas plays, those are big guns. And Elijah doesn't have, if you go up and down Elijah's, other than his two quarterbacks, right, Superflex and Galladay and Anderson, Hawkinson maybe, he doesn't have these big guns. He's got a lot of tier two, wide receiver twos, other than quarterbacks. And, and running back, not even running back twos at this point, David Johnson maybe when he's here. While Jacob's got two running back ones, a quarterback one, a wide receiver one. So he's got a wide receiver two, one again if Thomas plays. So I just feel like Jacob's going to come back and rally. If he doesn't, not panic time. I still think 100%. I would, I would, if I had 100 bucks, I'd put it all. He's still going to make the playoffs. But his chances of getting that bye week are going to dwindle drastically. Because even if he catches up and beats me, there's no guarantee my our division's going to get it. I mean, you got six and one Dino, six and one Christian, five and two Steve, five and two Mario. Those guys can easily run the table, you know. And and one of them might lose because they'll they'll go heads up. Christian and and Dino won't. Christian and Dino at this point can both finish eleven and one because they don't play each other again. While Mario and Steve, one of them will beat the other one, and one will finish maybe uh, eleven and two, and they can be twelve and one. I said eleven and one. I'm sorry, twelve and one. So who knows? So there's, there's, you, it's a really big game for him. And look at this, man. It, I, why do I always go over? You know, oh, well, it's not too bad. I try to keep it under 30 minutes. But yeah, I really get going when I, like I said, the, the scenario for Jacob and Elijah is huge. Elijah's season is officially done if he gets to one and seven. Because I, I think this year, the, the all the playoff teams are going to have winning records. This is not like last year. Remember, we had a lot of teams at four and four. There, you're not going to have everyone at four and four. There's, we just went down through the list of, I mean, if you took the top six now, it would be six and one, four and three, six and one, six and one, five and two, five and two, you know, and then you still have Brian at three and four. So all the playoff teams now would have winning records. So I don't see a team with seven losses getting in unless something drastically changes. So let's get on to the last game we will cover tonight. This is it, man. I mean, to other people, it might not be as big for rivalry purposes. Uh, me and Dino, we don't talk. I mean, because no one really talks crap. We we joke around. We might say stuff. I don't like to rub things in, you know, unless it's in good fun where we're joking, where you might say like, oh, yeah, when's the last title you won? Something like that, where we're all in person and it's all fun. Uh, like Austin, he loves to say stuff. That's what I love about it. Christian is amazing at it. But I, no one in our league, I can't speak for anyone. I can just say there's no one in my league that I go, oh, I can't wait to beat him. Dino was that. Dino was. I got so mad at Dino Dan sometimes. And when he beat me in the playoffs, I was seriously pissed at myself for not sticking with um, Latavius Murray when he was on the Raiders. I had him in at 9.59. I pulled him out for some guy in the Giants. I don't remember who it was. Was it Gallman? It was somebody who, was, who had a great matchup, right? 
play the matchup, play the matchup. And he did nothing. And the Raiders had a tougher matchup, but I would have won. And the whole thing is it drove me nuts. I lost again. I was 0-3 against him that year, and I was the second best team in the league, and he was the lowest scoring team. Oh, it drove me nuts. I had to wait a whole other year. And then on top of that, I wanted Dino to win the championship. At least I lost to the title, and then he was out the next round. Then I play him the next year, and I lose to him again on that Monday night game with the Bears. And I, I mentioned that story before, and after I lost, I picked up the corner of my couch and slammed it, and Cindy's like, calm down. And I'm like, uh, Alshon Jeffrey had the dang ball. If he just held onto the ball, it was a touchdown. I won. Yeah, it, it got me heated, and I haven't got mad at fantasy since. Since then, I might be like, oh, come on, you got to kid. You know, I'm talking mad, not shouting, having fun, or getting excited. Like, there's times where I get excited or nervous or whatever, like we all do. But no, ma- actually mad at fantasy like I did when I shatter controllers in video games, that kind of mad, um, where I ran a 5K nonstop. I had so much adrenaline going but that, that's a heated rivalry. Now, I'm not going to – I'll tell the story. I'll share it, but I'm not going to say something to Dino. What, what am I going to do? Hey, you're a jerk for beating me. Dino's excited. You know, that's one thing I try to teach Samuel Noah. I'm sorry as I go off on a side note. I've always taught them um, because I've gotten mad. And I said, look, guys, when I grew up, if I lost at a sporting thing, if I lost at a, at a, a, a video game, you know, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. But if it was my fault, you know – I'd be mad at myself. You know, you can't be mad at them. Sometimes you would be when you're young, but when you learn, I try to teach them, you can't be mad at the other guy. You can't be mad at Noah for beating you, Samuel. He He's excited. He wants to win. You know, I can't be mad at Nick if he uh, kicks my butt, you know, at, at basketball. You know, I could be mad at myself because, hey, I lost a step. I'm getting old. Or, you know what? I, I missed three layups. You know, whatever it is, that's what I would always try to tell him. Look, it's okay to be frustrated, with your and same thing with fantasy. You know, I never have once when me and Eric had that tie, and I know it's it was big for my memory. I remember because I was at Legoland where I'm going this weekend. Shout out Legoland um, for Halloween with the kids. But when I was at Legoland Hotel, I'm sitting there and I'm watching the game, and I had to stop because I was getting mad. I was like, everything's going to Thompson, and Eric and I were playing in a heated game, and we both were like, we need to get wins. It's coming towards the end of the season. And I didn't watch the last few plays. And then I look at my phone and I see Thompson. It was like eight seconds left. And Thompson got the catch. Chris Thompson got the catch. And we ended up finishing with a tie. I was never like, oh, that damn Eric. You know, we ended up getting a tie. I took the tie because I 100% thought I'm going to lose. It's just going to be garbage time. And Thompson's going to beat me and I'm going to lose at the end. And uh, we finished with a tie. But I remember thinking... Yeah, Eric's the exact same opposite of me. He's probably watching it on Monday night going, yes, get it to Thompson, yes. And, you know, because I've been on that side where you're like, yeah, you know, Devontae Adams, three touchdowns, and you're super excited. You know, I'm sure Brian was loving it. So you got to look at it that way. So when I when I say this, as I go off in the five different categories, the whole point is me and Dino Dan had, that's the kind of rivalry I love. That's why I wanted to be in this division with Austin, Jacob, and Brian because they are uh, – Playoff teams, uh, they were three of the best. They were uh, two division winners and a playoff team last year, the de- defending champ. And it's like you want – sometimes you want – not every time. Sometimes you're like, you know what, let's not have to every season have to compete my hardest. But I was excited for this division. I'm excited to be going against Dino Dan at 6-1, and one, and I'm excited for him as a commissioner. If he can win, that's a lot of drama. Because I don't know the numbers. Maybe he does. Because I know my first six games, I lost all of them to Dino Dan. I know that for a fact. And I had the numbers down. And it took 
almost three years before I first beat him. The third season in the playoffs is when I beat him. Since then, I haven't lost. So that was, what is that? That was uh, four seasons ago when I won uh, my third championship. That's the last time I lost to Dino, or in the regular season, that Bears game. That year in the playoffs, the second round, I beat him because he had the bye week and I had to win the first round game. And I, I played him in the bye week and beat him, got to the final and won. And since then, the next season, I don't think we've been in the same division. So we haven't played two times heads up. I don't think we have. Um, and I usually remember things like that. So let's see. That would be, that was four years ago. I beat him in the playoffs. And since then, one, two, three, maybe four or five straight games. I, it could be five, could be four, but it's been over a span of four years. So this is big, you know, D- heads up with, if you include playoffs, I think Dino's winning six to four, six to five. So he's still winning the all-time matchup against each other. So he's still got bragging rights. He's, he's had the longest winning streak between each other. Um, and this will be huge for him if he pulls off the victory and gets to seven and one as he tries to get he's got a guy breathing down his neck. I got two teams that um, record-wise are not as good as Christian, but points-wise, Brian just came off a 260-point game, and Jacob is the number one scoring team in the league, the only guy to average 200 points per game. So I got two guys who are down my neck. We both need to try to get some space, and this will be a big game. So let's get to the quarterbacks. Goff at Miami, and Miami's defense has been pretty good this year other than against Josh Allen, against quarterbacks, and Lamar Jackson against Pitt. I wish Jackson was playing anyone but Pittsburgh or New England. I don't like New England's coach. He's good at game planning, and I don't like Pittsburgh. Jackson's worst game last year was against Pittsburgh, regardless of where it is. So I like Goff's matchup more, but it's the league MVP. You know, it's hard to just say, all right, I'm going to, you know, and Goff at times has disappeared this year. If you give me one, I'm taking Lamar Jackson. But Goff does have the better matchup. So that being said, Goff could go for 25-30. Lamar can go for 17 based on just rushing and maybe a rushing touchdown, hopefully, something like that. But if Jackson doesn't have one of his 35-point performance, that's a huge win, even if he outscores Goff. Let's say he scores 27 and Goff gets 24. That's big because you're looking at Jackson last year who was like averaging 38 per game, and he's not even near that pace this year. Running backs, if, if they're all healthy, I think this will be one of the better running back matches in this uh, this far into the season. I'm still taking Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook can both go for 40. Henry can, King Henry can as well. But Jonathan Taylor has not been given that opportunity. He had one game where he got over 20 carries and he had 26 points. 100-yard game, had a big performance. Since then, everything's 11 carries, 14 carries. Maybe this is the week, right? They had a bye week last week. Maybe this is the week they just say, let's just give them. They're playing a very easy run defense against Detroit. So if Taylor goes for 25 or more, I wouldn't be shocked. But I'm not expecting it. And Henry on the road at Cincinnati, they're they're solid defense, but they just traded Dunlop. I still think Henry is going to have a good 20-point game. If Cook and Jones plays and they're healthy and they get their doses, Green Bay's run defense is not that great. And it doesn't matter – what what defense is going, Aaron Jones with his quarterback will get opportunities to have not so many men in the box. So I do like, if, if all healthy, I like Dino Dan's running backs better for the week, but Jonathan Taylor and Cook have the best matchups. So I'm going to give him a slight edge. I'm not, even though uh, I, I like Henry and I like Taylor's matchup, I'm going to give Dino, remember, this is all if they're healthy, the slight edge on running backs. 
just in the fact that these guys we know can both go for 45 to 50. We have not seen that with Taylor, and we have seen that a couple times with Henry. All right, wide receivers. Amari Cooper and Cooper Cup going against Devontae Adams and Higgins. I like, I'm definitely going with Adams and Higgins. Higgins can be, you know, he's going against a, a bad pass defense for one. These are his targets since week three, nine, seven, eight, eight. And then last week he had five, but he still had a touchdown and 70 yards. So he, his points are 21, 13, 13, right? Against Atlanta, he had eight targets, but not a lot of catches, but then 27 and 18. So we know the rookie can take off. He's got good chemistry with um, Joe Burrow. Cooper Cup, if we look at Cooper Cup, same thing. He gets targets 10, 7, 8, 9, 6. So he gets the targets. He gets the catches. He hasn't got very many touchdowns, only two on the year. So that's why Cup has a 31 and a 19-point game. But after that, 16, 4, and 11. Dino Dan is going to need, if, if especially with Devontae Adams going against Minnesota, we saw what he did last time. The last time Devontae Adams played Minnesota, this year he racked him for 47 points. So... I think he's easily got the best matchup. Cooper as well. If, if Dak Prescott is there, I'm putting Cooper on the same page. Cooper has annihilated the Eagles in the past since he's been a Cowboy. I would put him in the same page. I just don't know what to expect with the quarterback play. Are they going to lean on Zeke? You know, he had seven catches for 80 yards last week, 15 points. Cooper still 23 against Arizona and 15 against Washington. And Washington is a good defense. He's still been a wide receiver, low wide receiver one, wide receiver two. So we know it's not like he's just going to disappear. It seems like the, the, the quarterbacks that are not Dak Prescott are still going to rely on him knowing he, he's the best option out there if they're not handing it to Zeke. So, yeah, I, I think Adams has the biggest game based on quarterback play. Unless Aaron Jones goes off and has a big game, which would benefit Dino Dan big time because then Jones would be the better player this week instead of Adams. And that would hurt Adams, which if Adams has a 20-point or less game, then you're looking at an even matchup. Because I think Cup and Higgins can be a wash, and Cooper can match Adams at 20 points or so. But I'm going to give a slight edge to my team there. Tight end, Rodgers, only because there's no one else there. If He he might go and get his average, but Jonu Smith, he's got a great matchup. The, the Bengals do not do well against tight ends this season. We've seen him have a 24 and a 21 point game. He played 70% last week, only four targets. That was because it was game script. They needed big plays from when they got down low, they went to Henry. When they needed big plays, they went to Corey Davis and they went to um, AJ Brown. So it was kind of game scripted out. I don't think that's going to happen with Cincinnati. So I would take Jonu Smith this week, even though I love Rogers on the primetime game against a bad defense. The Bengals are not good at stopping the tight end as well. And, I think they're going to get a big dose of Smith and maybe Henry. So I do like the tight end slightly over mine. Mike Davis, I would have said, you know, two weeks ago, Mike Davis. Look at this. 15, 23, 23, 30, and then 13. And he's an ex-bear. He wanted to show them up. 18 carries for 52 yards. That didn't cut it. And then last week, he had five catches, but only 24 yards, eight points. But he's got a great matchup at home against Atlanta, who's terrible against defenses or against uh, the run game. So Davis, I'm still taking Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, since you got rid of Tyrod Taylor, 
is a wide receiver one. I mean, on the season, I think he is already. No, he's 17 because of the bye week, right? Throw out the bye week. Anyone that's got 18, 35, 14, 10, and 28 is going to be a top 12 wide receiver, even if it's low end. Um, but look at these targets, 10, 19, 11, 13. The only time he didn't have double digits is when he was injured after the touchdown against New Orleans, where he was due for probably to have a monster game as well. So I will take Keenan Allen over just about anyone at this point, just because their offense needs to score a lot and his quarterback loves to throw to him. But Davis could still match. If Allen goes for 15 to 25, Davis can easily match that against Atlanta. We'll find out tonight how uh, big Davis, if Davis goes off for 25 or more, that's a big blow to my team and a big boost to Dino Dan. And then finally, Breeze at Chicago on Sunday. I don't know. The Bears defense is really good against the pass. So we'll see. And they'll get the pass rush going. If they can take away that short game, which Breeze loves, and get the um, pass rush, it could be a tough day for him. While Joe Burrow, he's only had one bad game. I mean, his rookie game was 18 points. Not great, but not bad. Then he had 31, 29, 25, 26, 46. Yeah, his worst game was Baltimore. Five points. You know, the Ravens just really stuck it to him and took him out of it. So I don't expect Tennessee to go in there and just annihilate Burrow. I don't think he's going to have 46 points. You know, it's not Cleveland. But I would take Burrow over Breeze this week. That's just me. Even the projection has Burrow seven, uh, five-point lead over Breeze. If that's the case, that's a win for Dino because you don't want Burrow to go off again. And then defenses, this week I don't have a good defense. I'm hoping the Colts do something, but I think Detroit's too good. I think the Steelers... At Baltimore, uh, even though it's Lamar Jackson, if, if this is a win-win for Dino, if the Steelers do keep Jackson under 20 points, Dino's defense is going to be over 20 points. That's a huge swing. That's what Dino's looking for. And then David and Johnson, I don't know, both can go for 30 or both can go for 14. So those are the games. Those are the teams. If he loses Cook or Jones, if they can't play, I will be highly disappointed, but not as much as Dino Dan, because that will really put a damper on a matchup and kind of throw it it'll it'll throw it off beat. I mean, I don't take victory on beating a guy when his two best players, two of his best players are injured. And then let's look at his bench. Doesn't he have someone on a bye? Buda Baker's on a bye. We saw that. You know, you think sometimes you're like, oh, it's just, a, it's just a safety. It's a defensive player. Yeah, the guy only had 56 points. You know, the guy's only helping carry Dino Dan with 56, 36, 33, 28, 40 week one. Yeah, you know, no biggie. I mean, that's huge. That is huge for Dino Dan and a big bonus for me to not have to go against that. Well, I don't have anyone really big on a bye week. So Drake is out, but I wouldn't even have played Drake probably this week anyways. Um, so yeah, that's that's a big blow for Dino. He's got an uphill climb based on looking at this with the injuries. But if his team is healthy, this should be just as exciting game as Dino Dan, or I'm sorry, of Christian and Steve. You got two six and one teams going against each other. This is a great week for high the, the elite teams going against each other. Six and one, six and one. You got six and one Kruger against five and two Steve. We will talk about um, five and two Mario going against one and six Nick tomorrow. We will also cover Austin against Eric as uh, Eric's thinking, hey man, a, a victory here. I am tied with the defending champ on the season. That's a that's a big boost. You got to grab every victory you can, one win at a time, and we will also talk about Brian and his high-scoring team against Josh Jingleheimer Blitz for Matt as Matt tries to get to to 3 and 5, bring Brian down. I mean, that's the whole thing. If you're anyone who's 3 and 5 or lower, beat them. You know, if Eric he goes, "Hey, beat Austin." That's one team he just uh caught up to. You know, Nick goes, 
beat. That's a tough one for Nick to beat Mario. Mario is one of the top teams as well. Um, but if he does, Elijah's thinking the same thing. Win here, that would make Jacob 4-4. Four and four. You're 2-6. and six. You're only two games back, you know, with, uh, what, five or six left to go. So this will decide. This week will decide. you got some of the high, higher uh, record teams against the lower record teams. And this is a chance for the lower ones to catch up to the guys they're right behind, pull within a two-game span or so with plenty left. And for the top guys, this is a chance to pull away from some of those mid-level guys who are contending. So a lot of excitement. I'm really pumped. I will have our video up in a few seconds. Uh, it's midnight, so technically it's the next day. Um, it's Thursday now, like I said. So uh, I got to get to sleep because work is extremely uh, hectic now with all the overtime. I hope you guys have a great Thursday. Be safe. Um, enjoy your World Series victories, Dodger fans. And, uh, yeah, enjoy Thursday Night Football. I will be recording it because I pro I'm hoping um, I get off in time. But if I am in overtime, I will. If you anyone texts me after 5.15 when the game's going to start, I do ignore it. I just I don't look at it because, obviously, I don't, know what's, I don't want to know what's going on in the game. I'm recording it. So um, I will talk to you guys later. I, I will have the next podcast up tomorrow. And thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I do this because I enjoy it, and I hope you continue to enjoy it as well. Peace.